0: Warning. The following content depicts adults using adult language and discussing adult topics. Viewer discretion is advised. Craig, here. enjoy, I enjoy
1: that Craig is going to get a review of the penis.
0: And now, back to the action.
1: It does not. It just happens.
0: Which is good. Because oh, oh. that All would right. be terrible if you go to cast a spell and Varric <laughs> resists the magic, as it were.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: um, so.
1: I have had that happen. Yes, oh no!
0: In other in other game systems, that's a thing. You know, trying to heal someone who doesn't want it or is can be uh, rough. Um, so that being said, uh, you, you sort of can. You, uh, so we've heard about your other healing spells. What does it look like when you restore someone's mind?
3: <laughs> I walk up to them. So let me, I guess, move my character. Oh, trust me, I have something in mind. <laughs> I'm going to walk around.
0: It's a touch spell, so you would have to get
3: next in. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Five... 15, oh, <laughs> Fifteen, twenty. I walk up to him and I take my palm and I just push him in the forehead.
0: <laughs> right, so you just get face-palmed by Aaron and as she takes your hand away, your eyes sort of... The sort of paranoia slips from your mind. All that's left is sort of your own natural paranoia, which is always there. But that's something you're used to living with, and not—you no longer distrust the entire world around you. You—you uh, you have been cured of your uh, external paranoia, um, and no longer have that disadvantage.
4: <laughs> All right. Veric looks around, dazed at his uh, at his his compatriots and. Uh, because I, I don't, I don't quite know it came over me, but I'll, I just it kind of very quickly explains what what he what he was feeling. It says the horse, yeah. must, the Pegasus, must be feeling this as well.
2: As
5: he's explaining this, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring my axe down on him.
4: Well, first
5: I rage <laughs> Hey, chop his head off. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 now I'm i upset. Now I rage as a vote. Bon- and I will take another swipe. Uh, Very good. It's 17. That's a hit. And I, I will get my radiant damage. I, although, I don't know if that'll work. We'll see. Let's see if and I get my rage damage, which is a plus. I don't know. I'm going to find out. Um. Okay, so that's 1d12 plus 6. So that's 11 slashing damage. And then if the radiant damage works... The one, the six plus two now. Since I'm at level four, uh, so that is five radiant damage. So that's 16 damage altogether. All right, very
0: good. So you take your, you get, you see what he's done to your friend, and you are just pissed, and you just let loose this guttural roar and swing uh. down your great axe into this this celestial being, and as its blood spurts out of you, spurts out. Uh, you see uh, this additional sort of flash of radiant energy burst into it, and it does seem to to hurt this beast. Uh, so we like nice. have done a considerable amount of damage to it.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that brings us back to the Pegasus. Okay. Uh, so the Pegasus has been uh, uh, beaten thoroughly by uh, Call. It whips its head around and sort of just lunges at you. It it actually uh, flies up into the air uh, about ten feet off the ground and sort of bites down at you from above as it sort of flies over here. Okay. Uh, So it will attack you, and is a twenty-three going to hit your AC? Oh, that'll hit. All right. So that's going to be oof uh, eight. Piercing damage.
5: Uh, that's going to be half to four. Hmm.
4: I guess he just he just raged. In your freaking rage armor.
5: And I need you
0: to make a Wisdom saving throw.
5: All right, so a raw <laughs>
2: twenty-five. <laughs> now oh. Corey's paranoid. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Unfortunately,
0: a five is going to fail uh, that saving throw. As you let's see. Okay. Oh, no. Um, There's a chart. There, yeah. Uh, there is a chart. You are are bitten by this creature and that, you don't know it, but the same feeling that Vera felt, you feel now as this sort of magical energy uh, is almost spit into you. You know, you feel it bite down and as it pierces your flesh you sort of feel this pulsation this sort of wave of magic flowing into you. You're you, you've seen magic performed. you're not too familiar with it uh, yourself, but you just sort of feel this wave of foreign energy within you. Um, and you suddenly are, you are unclean. You know, you feel this foreign energy in you, and just your first thought is, I, I, I have been tainted in the eyes of my god. And I have to fix it. I have to fix this. I must be clean. And you feel the uncontrollable urge to wash yourself, to clean yourself—like
5: literally clean myself. Literally clean yourself. You hold on, hold on, hold
4: on. I get the uncontrollable urge that everyone is out to kill me. And Corey just, or Call just needs a bar of soap. <laughs> he
2: uh,
4: in- yes.
0: Call the needs a bar of soap to, to clean his soul, is what he feels. He feels he needs a bar of soap, the a, a literal bar of soap, and he must clean himself until he has cleaned his soul, his eternal soul. I say,
5: you son of a bitch, what did you do to my soul?
2: What did you do? Uh,
0: and that will bring us to Erdan. Erdan, this strange bird... Uh, is is doing a number on on your your newfound companions? Alrighty,
6: so they don't Erdan. seem to
0: be too terribly hurt, but they're also not seeming to be too terribly focused anymore.
6: Yeah. Okay. So, Aerdan, uh, seeing that uh, s- that this Pegasus has attacked, Call, who's been really nice to him up to this point. Uh, he's going to hop down and move, uh, let's see, I'll use this real quick. Oh that's, oh, that's because it's not a thing. Yeah, it's
0: not yeah. a grid, I apologize. So you've you definitely, you've got, you've got plenty of movement. You, you can definitely
2: get
6: there. Yeah, I think I can even flank it, actually. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, yeah. Uh, so, if uh, he uh, Erdent hops down off of the wagon and then, uh, as soon as he lands, kind of rolls over to the side and bounces up, Naruto running <laughs> like just <laughs> with, with with a with a swiftness and a speed um that is surprising, perhaps the Pegasus and will take out his quarterstaff and with two hands take a strike at it all right. Well, you're back. Yeah, and I want to ask about this, because now that I'm looking at it, the quarterstaff has a property that allows you to use it two-handed. And then I... Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, the the, the versatile property allows you to use two-handed. There should be, um, if you look at your attacks, it should sort of say like your normal damage with it, and just below that has another die number. That secondary die number is if they're using it two-handed.
6: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that then for sure. Because there's no reason for me not to. Is what I'm thinking. Well, actually, do I have advantage since we're flanking? Or are we not using flanking rules?
0: Um, we would be using flanking rules, but it's actually um, up in the air right now. A little bit above. Oh, it's in you, the so air. Yes, it it it, it raised up it off. I'm sorry, I thought I had said that. Yes, it, it sort of flew up into the air to move over to the side of uh, Call. You can still reach it with your quarterstaff. Um, but it it it's not flanked. Sort of, I, see. I see. But it wouldn't be, would not be flanked, unfortunately. Also, Call uh, is currently less focused on the creature and more focused on himself.
6: Okay. Cool. And is it within range of my fists at all, or is it only the quarterstaff that I can reach it with? And um, they both I would say...
2: But. Right.
0: I, I would say uh, yes. Yeah. Mechanically, yes. You you have the ability if you were to use your um, your flurry of blows or martial arts to attack it. Um, you know. Okay. We would we would flavor it how it was necessary, but yes, you can hit. it.
6: Sweet. Already. Alrighty. Alrighty, a twenty to hit and nine bludgeoning damage. That'll hit and it'll do damage. Alrighty, and then I will use my we'll use a key point and after I, uh, perhaps like Sumo Kong style, like yeah, the Monkey King uh, move around this, like spin around the quarter quarterstaff and then bring it down across the back of the animal. And then uh, after that strike, there's maybe like a golden uh, glow of energy that just sort of permeates the rest of his body. Uh, like a shimmering glow, and uh, once again, moving very quickly, will take two strikes um, with his hands. That's an unarmed... Oof, a ten. That probably misses. It does. All right, that's one, and then... 24 to hit.
0: Uh, Yeah, so you are... Uh, you just sort of dash around to this being. Um, you swing your quarterstaff at it and uh, flack it on the back, or on the sort of underbelly of it. And as you're going to swing around, you sort of try and lift your hand up to punch at it. And it's just sort of just out of reach, so you use that momentum to sort of flip yourself around and sort of roundhouse kick up to it and slam your foot into its side. Okay.
6: Yes, and then, uh, let's see, since I've hit it with a Flurry of blow attack, I'm going to use the uh, open hand technique. And I am going to, uh, hitting it with my foot, uh, there's a uh, crack, uh, an audible crack perhaps in one of its bones or something, um, and it needs to succeed on a dexterity saving throw of 12.
2: Okay,
6: uh, and it's, see. Uh, it's pretty see. low DC. Maybe I'll get lucky.
0: Uh, that's gonna be uh, 15.
6: Oh, okay. Then it succeeds. It maybe like hovers in the air and then like drops a little bit, like it's gonna plummet out of the sky and then corrects itself.
0: Alrighty then. Very good. Uh, right. So you do some decent damage to it, and our Uh, in position that brings us to varick what would you like to do your your mind is cleared of its paranoia and this beast is is looking more hurt
4: varick looks at this creature and and very varick is a hunter so he's you know he's definitely no no stranger to you know hunting animals but that's for for food it's never he's not one who hunts for sport and he feels perhaps more than most kindred with animals considering he, he considers himself to be a beast. So most times, so he very sadly looks over it at, at Casanova and just very mournfully says, is, is there nothing to be done?
1: Unfortunately, I do not possess any thing that could help this creature. I think that his mind is too far gone.
4: So Varric uh, grabs his bow with, Eyes to to just end the creature's pain because he's now felt what the creature was feeling. Um, and the, a heavy heart draws his bow and and fires.
0: All right, very good. And I believe actually, you are you using your uh, bringer of black sky. All right. Well, so then remember, you are using your strength. should you so choose to deal attack and damage
4: on this? I actually think it's better if I use my Dex... Dexterity? Because I would use the strength for hit?
0: Uh, yeah, you would use strength for hit and damage, yeah, if you so choose.
4: So, okay, so I, this is the first time I've used this bow, actually, I think. So my, my hit is plus six. Um, how does that change with strength?
0: Uh, so you have a 14 dexterity and a 15 strength. So as of right now, it doesn't. It's pretty much the same um as as of right now so as yeah as of right now your bringer of black sky would do the same regardless of your strength uh, whether you're using strength or dexterity um the only bonus is that because you have that 15 strength its bonus comes into play meaning you have a, a farther range now
4: okay i don't need the range at this point so i i use the dexterity um and I believe that I have somewhere in mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Um so I believe that my Colossus Slayer would come into play. When I hit a creature uh, with one attack creature, takes an extra d eight if it's below its HP maximum.
0: That is correct, and you have seen it be hit. You know it's
4: down below its maximum. So roll a D twenty plus six. What the hell? Oh no. <laughs> now what? Well, a seven
0: you
6: but, know narratively uh, though that kind of makes sense it's
4: just it does. so basically Varric is is very mournful you know looking at this creature he's you know his heart is really not in and he knows he has to but his heart is is not in ending it so at at the last second his, his hand wavers and when he fires the boat the arrow just goes into a nearby tree above the horse's head
0: all right then um and you you only have uh, one attack currently
4: i believe so i could use a bonus action to bite it if i was shifted but i'm not shifted <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay uh so he yeah two, um, you bite him
0: you you yeah, fire this that? arrow off as as you know um and robert uh as, since you are new to the group um we are using uh crits and fumbles Um, I've got a table that I roll on or I have you roll on, depending um, when you roll a natural 1 or natural 20 on an attack. Oh, nice. Uh, So uh, in this case, uh, what I've rolled here, you actually feel like even if you could attack, you wouldn't do as well. Um, You would have disadvantage on your next attack against this target, Uh, which, again, narratively makes sense. You you lack the desire to kill this thing. Um, But since you don't have the extra attack to take, Is a moot point. Casanova.
1: Casanova, understanding that... Oh, sorry. Casanova, understanding that he needs to be put out of his misery, um, will just say in Celestial to him, um, I'm sorry, I hope that this brings you peace, and she is going to cast Chaos Bolt.
5: All right, uh,
4: roll
5: to hit. Okay. Well, I got a few choice words for this, gentlemen. <laughs> Does anybody have soap? <laughs> uh, yes, guess you're stuck. <laughs> so I think it's a like plus six or something.
0: Um, I did.
1: Plus
6: seven.
0: That's right. enough to hit it. 25.
1: 25 to hit. That's good. All right, and then I roll a uh you An eight and a D8, a D8.
0: A G8, two
1: oh, two D8s.
0: Two D8s and a D6. Okay,
1: I need another D8, please.
2: Uh, blah 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 blah. There. yeah
1: Thank
0: and pick you. A, pick the a pretty, one. Gonna,
2: pretty one. uh okay. Two.
1: Okay. And that will be six, five, eleven, twelve, thirteen damage.
0: Okay, so two is his cold damage. So you do how much damage?
1: 13. 13.
0: All right. So you see as um, Casanova takes a brief moment. and um, Are you seeing out loud or in, in tele- telepathically?
1: Telepathically.
0: Okay. So you, you see this beautiful as sort of Casanova pauses and then this sort of energy forms in her hand, sort of shifting briefly before settling in on this sort of frosty bolt that she fires out as this frost sort of hits this creature. It sort of Wavers and it's just, I mean, this is this creature looks to be on death's door. Uh, It is faltering and looking around crazed. Um, Looking around crazed. It's sort of at this point, sort of whipped around, staring back at um, Erdhan. Uh, Nordmir, what would you like to do?
7: So, I guess, yeah, that's my phone locked. I will pull out my bow, and fire at the Pegasus.
2: Alright, roll to attack.
7: Eighteen.
0: Alright, yeah, eighteen will hit. Go ahead and roll damage.
7: Alright, that's six damage.
0: All righty then, with the, that six damage, your arrow flies true and strikes this creature. What does it look like when you kill the Pegasus?
5: Whoa, Jeff! The Pegasus I will,
6: Slayer.
7: I will have the, the Pegasus Slayer go through the eye and straight through its brain, putting it out of its misery as quickly as possible.
0: All right, then. So you see, uh, this halfling who sort of just sort of sat in his seat most of the most of the fight, just sort of trying to calm the situation as best he could, takes a deep sigh as he takes his bow off his back, notches a single arrow takes a brief moment to aim and releases as this this singular arrow pierces through the eye and almost without a, without a single twitch, the creature plummets to the ground and stops moving. You have defeated Pegasus.
5: Paul goes over to and starts scratching his back on the tree. Clean! Clean! I'm gonna get clean! Oh,
3: yeah. let, me, let me go ahead and past a uh, lesser restoration if i
0: can on call i mean all right then do we need so, to take uh, my blood Aaron walks over to call who is scratching and trying to scrape himself clean on a tree and uh, as we know <laughs> to lesser restoration she simply palms his face briefly into the tree and just <laughs> the magic flows into you and you realize you're okay Tempest knows you better than to be tainted by a horse. Uh, That's cool. So you feel okay again.
6: I think that the Airden er, uh, will uh, at this mo- moment uh, take a seat uh, in a cross-legged position uh, at the body of the pegasus and grab out the same wooden uh, symbol that he showed to call uh, and then clutching it uh, in his in his palms, which are placed just on top of his ankles uh, and and stare down at the animal and just reflect
5: oh, um I know I Lucy now if our charging animal charges at us, I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> oh, I'm going all in.
4: Oh.
3: Oh. Are you gonna grab one of its teeth? Very.
4: Oh, uh, is gonna walk over to the Pegasus, but knowing what he did to call in the in the moment and feeling a little bit remorseful, but also being ridiculously antisocial and not knowing really how to how to make amends, just slowly hands call a, a hand, his handkerchief and then briskly walks. Uh,
5: uh, I, 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 I I I spit in Varric's I I I spit in face. I ask him, <laughs> "How do you know about all greetings?" He's <laughs> like shuddering us.
4: me.
5: <laughs> <You're> do <laughs> your homework.
4: Varric <laughs> just shudders and walks away towards the Pegasus.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he's appreciating it.
4: Uh,
5: <laughs> honestly, it's you know what I will take. Uh, I'm gonna take one of its feathers <laughs> off its wing.
4: Not <laughs> taking a tooth this time.
1: Oh uh, man! Kill it!
4: I
7: mean, kidding. He was probably gonna get beat up if he did. To be he fair, got two elves that um, would probably care a lot if you did that to a celestial being.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you take you you pluck a, a feather from its wings. It's a I mean, this is a a beautiful creature. This is this horse is it's almost like solid snow white. Um, you pluck this feather, and it's—I mean—it's soft. It's light. You can see how it would obviously lift uh, such a creature off the ground. Uh, it's it's a sight to behold. A nice sight. I
5: have.
4: Would one of its feathers? Uh, assist or or strengthen an arrow shall we say it's uh as a force because they are they're so fine they're so uh strong
5: oh by the way aaron thank
0: you um so uh varick you and you and uh pestanova are sort of having the same thoughts staring at this creature you like you you respect it um and i thinking uh also of its potential uses um nothing about the creature is innately sort of magical as far as like uh applying a a pegasus feather to your arrow would not cause any additional damage or help it fly any truer you do know that as a celestial being um its its parts are coveted by wizards as components in certain spells and um uh they make for excellent, uh, sort of enchanting focuses. So perhaps if you had uh, a few of the feathers on hand, um, they might be more easily enchanted to create magical ammunition, like magical arrows. Um, but innately, they did—they wouldn't cause it, but they might make it easier to create such items.
4: Varic, more out of reverence than than anything, takes one of the feathers and just kind of attaches it to the arrow and kind of keeps um in his in his quiver uh for later um just as a way to kind of honor the creature he keeps a, a piece of it close to him okay. i'm
0: gonna step away real quick while your party discusses one second
4: erin
5: oh, yes. oh got a big deal thank you for getting that taint out of my system <laughs>
2: No problem.
1: For getting, no the, problem. What, for getting oh, the what no out of your system?
5: Like a tainted blood. You know, get your head that out is, of the
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We started this game by talking about dildos. I'm sorry. <laughs>
6: Aaron, thank you for cleaning my taint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a thousand percent how that came across. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so Dylan, you miss a uh, call thanking Aaron for cleaning his taint.
5: No, no. no. <laughs> no. That, that taint out of my blood. Like that, that my blood was tainted. Uh-huh.
2: Looking
6: for cleaning my bloody taint.
2: No. <laughs> oh, it's a cold <laughs> storms. Where is that? You guys oh, literally
0: God. made Kim spit. You guys literally <laughs> made Kim spit.
5: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: It was
1: Robert's bloody <laughs> anus comment, oh, like...
5: Oh my god. <laughs> if we're done uh, mourning the crazy horse, um...
4: Derek <laughs> really to like would
1: to like to take a mold of the Pegasus.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what kind of night has this been?
1: <laughs> Guys, I just, I just stop talking, talking so I can so drink my water. water.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I I go up to Nordmere and I say, you know, Nordmere, a rather exemplary warrior, I just want to let you know that.
7: Well, thank you. You are pretty hard-headed
5: yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, I am.
3: (laughs) I will say that um, Erdan sure held his own, too.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Erdan. Uh, what a up. I <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I usually use my weapons, but I would never It's pretty impressive that you are uh, toe to toe with this uh, flying beast with just your bare... or your your, your 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 well you kicked it. Your, your so your bare feet, you know, that was really impressive.
6: <laughs> uh says of course, it's, it's never pleasant as I said earlier I don't necessarily enjoy confrontation but I do think that we were able to serve death somehow today after all yeah, this poor animal must have been suffering greatly, unable to find peace, now in death it has finally found it okay.
5: I'll, give, I'll give I'll give the I guess this so a decent fight I'll remember him for that.
3: Speaking of that beast, though, why was it uh, confused and angry?
5: We've been running into a lot of weird things on this road. First this unstroke now a crazy Pegasus.
1: I'm unclear of what caused this madness, but... I believe it to have been enchanted by something or somebody.
5: This might be connected to that magic or uh, uh, snake place.
1: Or perhaps the benefactor.
3: I was thinking the benefactor. Very what if they the same
4: person? Whatever the case, whoever that beast suffer is going to pay.
5: If it is the Benefactor, let him come. He's been providing us with much glorious battle. I look for more what he'll throw away and then eventually face him down.
6: Who, and then Eridan will kind of uh, speak up, uh, more or less just out of curiosity. Um, who is this Benefactor you speak of?
5: He's, um... You know what, Eridan? Uh, well, you asked us about him, so you probably wouldn't know anything. But uh, the Benefactor... This mysterious figure. Trying to find out. Hey, he's been setting uh, raids across the land. Uh, coordinated raids. And we're investigating it.
4: At this the, time, totally short. I'm just gonna it throw a curveball into the ring. Because... Um, oh. think, yeah?
7: I'm, I'm just trying to fill Erdan in. Um, because... Uh, Call did not explain that very well. But (laughs) there were goblin raids and orc raids on adventuring parties, and it seems to be orchestrated by one person. Uh, We found notes on both attacks that speak of a benefactor that has been organizing them. So we're trying to figure out why and what they're up to.
2: So at Do you this think that, point, that somehow this
4: could have been connected, then? Uh, to this point. It is. Um, but being as paranoid as he naturally is and untrusting as he naturally is,
2: mm-hmm.
4: he, he uh, tells the group that, you know, the, he's been puzzling about this for a while, essentially, but when they were first at the Coliseum, he watched a very suspicious exchange of money happen and you know the person who has been you know with the the higher council and it's it's kind of odd that the person who has been paying off these just seems to happen to know where all of the jobs have taken place perhaps and once forth that perhaps there could be some corruption within the guild itself
3: you mean the guild that's you mean the guild that's been giving us all uh, these jobs?
4: Yes.
1: Casanova Plus, would like, like to see if he's, so paranoid. he's
3: still
5: paranoid.
1: <laughs> or it could be people
7: applying for the jobs to the guild.
3: Could be. Hmm.
5: Huh. I think it's a little gnome man.
4: He, he, he describes the, it, the extent of, the, of what he saw at the at the initial bout, the tournament. Um, so not, uh, uh, at point, So this would be a perfect time to do so.
0: So to, uh, to, to that point, um, as a reminder to, to David um, and uh, to inform uh, Robert what he's being told, um, Varick recalls seeing um, a messenger of some kind uh, speaking with, um oh gosh, I'll have to go back in my story notes real quick. For I remember story. what his name was. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back in my story notes here. Um, you saw a messenger whispering into the ear of the merchant master. Um, was that
3: Robert Kinswick? Uh,
0: I believe so. That's a different thing. I believe, yes, Robert Kenswick is the merchant master. Um, you saw a messenger whisper into his ear, but there was no exchange of money at that time, just, uh-huh. just sort of the I delivering of a message.
4: An exchange of coin.
0: No, you might be mixing it up because at that same t- roughly about that same time, you all were given money for winning the tournament. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, th- you did not notice any sort of exchange of money. You did see some kind of messenger basically speak to the merchant master. The merchant master speak with the rest of the council, and then um, the messenger was sent off, um, probably to send some form of response to whatever message you had given
4: all the same varic is suspicious of everything under the sun so he shares that, that yes I mean it's it, it may still be related
0: it's un- unclear obviously but yeah uh, veric could very well believe that there may be something there
4: varic's only been working with this guild on like two missions at this point so he's very untrusting of those people it just seems it seems odd that that this person this benefactor happens to know where all of the caravans just happen to be at any given time. It's happened twice now. and Three times if you count the fact that we just got attacked by a crazed horse.
7: This may or may not be related, but the definite two attacks on the caravans were related. So this may be coincidence, and it may be a part of it. We can't rule anything out yet, but you're right. It does seem like there's a mole.
5: Whatever's going on, there's gonna be a lot of bots that are gonna be kicked. <laughs> so, it's what Tempest would want me to do.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Alrighty then. Uh-huh. Oh, so as to um, a jazz picture. <laughs>
2: Whatever could it be it's um, not loading. So, I can uh, click it not.
6: yeah it's not it's not loading it the the macro that I wrote up didn't work, but whatever
0: it's all good all right, so the um you all uh gather up sort of some feathers uh if that's if if so desired from the uh Pegasus. <laughs> And uh, I imagine that Beric uh, sort of insists on giving it some kind of burial uh, yes. or, or honorific. Um, so you do this. You take a little Question. bit of time. Question,
4: really quick. Answer. I'm just going to go into my Harry Potter lore. Unicorn blood.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a high commodity. Does Pegasus blood follow the same line of thought in this world?
2: um
0: you've no reason to think that Pegasus blood in particular would be useful I mean you're not too familiar with high magic you know you have a, okay. a sort of natural magic of your own um, and no but, of
4: beasts if I would know anything about that
0: yeah you you you're not aware of any sort of useful purpose that Pegasus blood holds um you know that their feathers obviously are are worth something and and easily enchanted but outside of that um no, no particularly useful bits of information or, or harvesting tips fair enough um, so you all uh, conclude your encounter with the Pegasus before continuing northward on the trail uh, you finish out your second day and third day without issue um, and about halfway through the fourth day of travel since you left the border of Brundleware you... Does that
3: mean I got a, um I'm sorry, Dylan. Does that mean that I had a long sleep in there?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. So all of you have had a long rest since the battle. Now oh. I may I do. and may apply such things on your character sheets to reset necessary resets.
4: I just expended all my spells.
0: Oh, there's a. Uh... Oh, so it's his uh, holy symbol. Oh. Pretty. Um. So. Uh, as the, uh, about halfway through your fourth day of travel since leaving the border of Grimble, where you uh, begin to see what you believe must be the Wizard Golem Factory. Uh, a solemn-looking building stands among the hills. It's a large, plain brick structure. Um, if anyone would like to give me a history check to try and remember uh, sort of who runs the
2: Golem Factory.
4: Yeah. Or why not?
5: Uh, I'll just mention that Cole gets a little nervous with his fear, newfound fear of cons. Real,
2: <laughs>
0: what, what kind of check is this, though? A history check.
5: I get any- oh goodness! I, so, I will, I will, will say
0: that um, I'll take
6: it with—I'll take it with disadvantage.
0: <laughs> yes, I going to say I would say that uh, uh doesn't disadvantage <laughs> on a history check of the material plane. Oh.
4: Wow, fifteen! Knowing nothing about this world, he still is better than us. I know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. uh, This is
6: specifically about the structure. Uh, It is, in fact,
0: Um, but maybe even even so. The only one, uh, even even with those those roles, the only one who has any kind of information is, in fact, uh, Castanova. Um, Nice. So, so Casanova, you about know about that. that the owners and proprietors of this establishment are Keith and Porth Nation. Um,
3: say that again. Keith, Keith. Yeah, North. Keith and, North North and North and Porth uh
0: is like the oh, thing yeah. we
3: just killed a forth. Okay. Keith.
0: I will I'm gonna type it into the chat here. Thank you. Right, Keith and Forth nation. Um, you are aware that these husbands have run the Golem factory for the greater side of two decades. Uh, the building is surrounded by a large 15-foot wall, which is five feet thick. Uh, at the front gates, you see, but uh, you could only imagine, are two iron men. Uh, you they look like constructs. Uh, they seem to be some kind of construct as you can notice arcane runes uh, etched into their torsos and glowing, vibrant arcane energy in their eyes.
1: Do the runes match the runes on the snake?
0: They seem very similar, yes. uh, They are different kinds of constructs, so the enchantment's a little bit different. And you do also notice that these constructs do not appear. uh, What was particularly unique about the Iron Cobra was that it was embedded with what you will know to be an arcane battery, which was its source of power. And while removed, it is basically completely inactive with no chance of being active. Uh, You notice that these creatures do not appear to have that same kind of battery. They appear to be a classic construct in that the enchantment has been placed within them as opposed to being powered. Uh, You notice that each golem's right hand is shaped like a key. While the left hand is uh, an imposing weapon of some kind, the one on the left has a bastard sword as a hand, while the other has a great axe.
7: Uh, so they're uh, friendly.
0: <laughs> well, this is the, the only. What well, you know that they don't is about Keith and Hort. Uh Everyone can see this. So you um, all are approaching the front gates currently. There are two iron golems standing guard. Oh. This is uh
6: this. You guys uh, call this the Wizard Construct Factory? Is that what it was?
0: Uh, yes, uh, they,
6: you know this to be called the Wizard's Golem Factory. The Wizard's Golem Factory, and it's owned by... Did she share that, by the way? Did Casanova, did you share that information? Uh, yes, she did, she did share uh, what she knows of Keith and Horth. Okay, Keith and Horth. And they own the factory. The building, at least.
4: uh Baric, can I do a perception check to just to kind of scout out the the facility and just see if there's anything dangerous other than the two golems kind of awaiting the tracks or anything
0: uh, certainly uh, are you wanting to sort of like circle around it or
4: um I mean I guess I can we're approaching it on a caravan correct
0: yes no, you are I on the main the are, okay So, Nordmira stopped the cart a a short distance away. You notice that the road sort of does continue straight on towards it. There is a kind of sort of uh, split off to the west um, that looks like it would sort of bypass the factory and go around. Um, But uh, there is also the, the main road leading up to it.
4: Can I just kind of branch off and just very quickly, like how large is this place? Would I be able to like circle it quickly?
0: Um, it is a very large building. Um, you, you would presume it to be at least, uh, a couple of, maybe a hundred, couple of hundred feet, um, on a single side, you know, that this is, this is a, a factory of some kind, so it's definitely, would need to be large in order to produce.
7: So what do you guys want to do? Do you want to head in? Um, With the possibility of having to fight our way out?
5: I mean, we're, we're bringing them back to property. So.
4: Are we, though? Varric, seeing the, the two armored constructs, volunteers to, to scout around the building just to kind of see if there's anything the that might be awaiting them. Could things go wrong? That would be a good idea, Varric.
1: Do I have any knowledge of any... Um, sketchy things that I've heard that happen within the factory. I know before you said that it seemed like an honest company for a goblin company, but have I heard anything? Oh
4: my gosh, is this as works?
0: Based on uh, your, I'll, I'll sort of roll over your history check. Um, you haven't heard anything bad about it, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously uh this is you know that wizards in particular um are can get can be kind of secretive about their work Mm -hmm. so you don't know too much about sort of the inner workings of the factory but you've heard that the product that they that they ship out you know the golems that they that they sell um are quality you know they don't you don't get too many if any complaints with their for what they send out
1: does anybody? Does anybody speak goblin?
0: Um...
2: They I, or oh, they
0: Oh,
1: golem. Wait, what? The people that run them are all golems?
0: No, the people that... You don't know what they are. But uh, they're people.
1: I want to go in. I want to talk to people. I don't want to fight. Guys, I want them to teach me how to use the snack.
5: And plus, uh, who knows? That's they could uh, nice. make my weapon. Just
4: to make sure there's, there's nothing menacing waiting, waiting for us other than the, the two golems, which are obviously just there to stand guard, but mm-hmm. I want to make sure there's no traps or anything.
0: Uh, certainly. Uh, so go ahead and roll me a perception check.
4: Uh, and we are... Are we in forest or are we just on a main road?
0: You're just on a main road right now and it seems to be ah. pretty clear fields around this building.
3: <laughs> Everything's
4: fine, guys!
3: Oh my gosh!
0: That was a six. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big building with a big wall and one big old gate.
3: <laughs> oh, good
5: job. Um, good
3: job.
5: What do you guys do? Um. We say, well, why don't we just come back and report? everything's, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> are, are you all all right. here to deliver something.
6: Is that is that why we're here?
5: Oh yeah, yeah the, the snake, the giant uh, iron cobra in the car just, it, it attacked us like the pegasus attacked us just out of nowhere. And uh, we figured that it belonged here. We're going to deliver it and then maybe we'll uh, get a reward out of it. Who knows?
1: Um, I'm, yep. I'm not sure that's what we're doing, Carl. Guys, why don't we just approach them state that we found this snake and would like like to to speak speak to somebody inside
5: all right do that i'll I'll let you
7: do we want to all go in or do we want to i'm gonna be karen
1: right now and want to speak to a manager
5: oh no
0: um so yeah uh erdin you know that in the last couple of days um as you have been preparing for your sort of nightly ritual uh your meditations and whatnot. You have noticed in the back of the cart, there is a very large cobra made of iron and metal. uh, just sort of dormant in the back of the cart.
1: If you look at it, I will swat your hand.
0: You have have, have attempted to inspect it previously, and Casanova has sort of just swatted your hand and sort of closed the back gates of the the sort of the the drapes of the the back of the cart as she sits inside with it, uh, attempting to study it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so uh, are you guys approaching the front gates
4: yeah yeah at this point yeah okay
0: yeah. um so, so you approach the front, the front gates,
4: gates
0: front. okay yeah. Uh, yeah i mean the gate appears to be large enough to, to easily allow your cart through did you
5: should, should you
2: guys if answer? somebody wants
1: Why? to stay behind with the cart oh, sorry <sighs> there are more than welcome to i'm not
5: staying anywhere near that question thing.
7: that's my question we're taking the cart in with us?
1: We don't have to. I just would like to get in and talk to some people. Okay.
7: Well, I think if we have the if cart... Anything, what is our course on, um, of action?
4: If they see the construct, they'll be more likely to uh, to help us rather than us just walking up and saying, hey, we found a thing.
1: We could have somebody hold the battery outside...
4: Well,
7: the battery's broken. It's not in there anymore. We still have it. It's just broken.
1: I have been playing with this battery for the past, like, however long we've been on the road. Like, probably, like, three or four weeks now. All right. So
0: it's actually only have- been about a week, week and a half.
1: Okay. A week, week and a half. Way to ruin my thoughts.
0: Sorry. Ten lines. Um, Okay. So, you guys approach. Um, you guys, what, what do you guys do? What do you guys say? As you approach the gates.
1: Hello. I was wondering if we could come in and speak to somebody. I wait. Did we decide to bring the construct or no?
4: Because we were bringing the battery. The construct is a giant frickin' snake.
1: Okay. So I have a battery in my. I have a battery in my hand. Cool.
0: It is in your possession.
1: I have come across one of your constructs, I believe, and I would like to speak to somebody about it.
0: And um, you're holding the battery in your hand.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: so you approach these these two iron golems standing there. You know, the, each of them has the one hand is the key, while the other hand is a sort of weapon of some kind. Um, and as you are standing there, you sort of they sort of turn their heads and stare at you. Um, you notice that they don't have mouths. Um, but you do tell them, you know, I'd like to speak with someone. We found a construct, uh, and you're holding up the battery. And they uh, sort of, their gaze sort of shifts down to the battery in your hand. And then they just sort of turn around, uh, each of them turning around to face what is basically a, a giant keyhole behind them. And they each stick their fist, sort of their key fist into that and shift it, and the gates sort of mm-hmm. open up while uh, you guys are
1: what do we see?
0: Um, so okay, as you guys, uh, upon entering the ground, you see sort of a scrapyard between you and the building. Uh, heaps of discarded material stands sometimes 10 feet tall. Uh, while some material is easily identifiable, iron, stone, clay, others are a bit harder to pin. They're further back in the yard, away from you. Uh, some of you are convinced at one point uh, that you see a mound of rotting flesh. Uh, that seems like it couldn't possibly be correct. Uh, Trolling among the heaps, heaps you see several stone, stone men. Uh, uh, some stone of them are picking through mismatched bottles of material
4: and carrying them to
2: the appropriate
0: areas in be um, you, you will see in front of you a, a uh, sort uh, of the,
4: the, the main the entrance uh, of the U.R.
2: Uh, oh my god.
4: There's a big echo happening on your end, so I got most of that, but there is a big echo happening.
0: I don't
1: think so. You can check it.
0: I think I got most
4: of it. We basically walk in. There's there's stone men. At one point, there's there's a there's a heap of bodies that we think is like a pound of or a pile of flesh, but couldn't possibly be that. And. Uh, we're, we're walking into a a, a yard essentially. It's full of of what appears to be con construct pieces and constructs.
5: I'm like walking in, like you know, and around, like you know, like I'm I'm watching all. I'm like you know, like um, how do I describe Very this?
4: Also has just his hand kind of close to his bow, just because he doesn't. He trusts the natural world, not really this all of this magical crap. So he doesn't really know yeah. what's going to happen. So he oh, to okay. have his hand close to his bow, ready to go, if anything could happen.
7: And I, am, I am sitting out with the cart, um, probably a good 50
4: to 100 feet in front of the gate. Okay. Nordmir, every time that you are, you are like... Sitting on the cart, I just want to imagine like a little halfling sitting on the cart. His legs are just kind of dangling, you're just kind of kicking them, <laughs> just whimsically.
2: <laughs> la, la, la.
4: I probably am.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, so then the rest of you, besides Nordmir, are entering.
2: I think so. Okay, uh, you guys, yeah. have con- you guys
0: should have control of your people here. Um, on I
4: the
0: don't. map there.
6: Are we on that? Uh, yeah. yeah, you are oh, transferred. Oh gosh, I had edit.
4: to zoom way out. Hold on.
6: Sorry. Okay. Um Erdin, uh, I think Erdin will walk up to this, uh, this golem here and say, I-, "I believe my my companions here are here to deliver something." Um, hello. Uh, So you've actually already, um, Casanova had already sort of approached
0: here and uh, spoken with them, presented the Arcane Battery. Uh, So these guys have actually turned around and inserted the keys. This front gate is now open for you guys to enter. Oh, nice, nice.
4: Awesome. So I'm going to kind of follow behind Casanova because this seems to be her area of expertise, and I know nothing about this crap and trust even less of it. So I'm going to follow her lead.
0: All right, so, just uh, again, to because th- I know you guys said there was an echo, and I don't know if it's better now. It's um, much better. Yeah. So, uh, so here's real quick that description again. So, upon entering the grounds, you see a scrapyard between you and the building. You see heaps of discarded material, stand sometimes ten feet tall. While some material is easily identifiable—iron, stone, clay—others are a bit harder to pin. You are convinced that in the distance, you see a mound of rotting flesh, but that seems like it couldn't possibly be correct. Uh, Patrolling among the heaps, you see several stone men. Some are picking through mismatched material piles and carrying them to their appropriate areas of the yard. Awesome. Um, You see directly in front of you, um, here appears to be a large set of doors um, possibly leading to uh, maybe a loading dock of some kind, uh, but the path continues on this direction uh, to what looks to be a front door over here.
1: Can I peek through the large door? Is there a crack anywhere?
0: Uh, you can certainly try. Uh, make a and check.
1: Natural one. Uh, uh,
0: they are some solid wood doors. Um, there's no windows on them, so... I, it's very difficult, near impossible to see anything through it.
1: Do I hear anything?
0: That's
5: nope. the one.
1: I know. Uh. Oh. No, I, no idea what that is, but let's go.
5: All right. Let's go. Let's go, team. Already then. So as you approach
0: the door, uh, you <coughs> see a button Zoom on the side of the door. An arrow and a sign indicate... For you to push the button for an attendant
1: what is what is this what is this
0: um it is a pillar.
1: casanova will look at call and ask him will you push the button
5: uh yeah sure i i i push the button okay uh-huh. As you push the button a mouth appears on the door <laughs>
0: While the servant is retrieved, we here at the Wizard Golem Factory are dedicated to creating a wonderful customer service experience for you.
5: The mouth disappears. Uh, everyone make me a perception check. I
2: am disappointed,
5: And I, I ask if the mouth disappears, like, oh, oh, you alive.
4: Please listen as our menu options have changed.
3: Uh, yeah, right?
4: <laughs> for parts and service, press 1.
3: Every, every single doctor's office thing.
1: Okay. I was saying I was disappointed that Dylan didn't make it to like the tune of like welcome to do right? ah. uh, uh, a we all I to roll- expect yeah. too much of you, Dylan. Uh-huh.
7: Yeah, everybody's rolling perception.
2: Except
0: for Norbert. Oh I
7: get a plus three. Oh
0: see, we're, we're unfortunately gonna sort of be
7: quietly sitting for a while. That's fine, as long as I'm safe. I not this
1: place. <laughs> I just realized next to Robert's thing is his like modifier. I thought that those were exclamation points, and I was like, "Wow, he's really excited."
0: <laughs> I mean,
5: he could be really excited still.
0: So. Okay, uh, so it, it, the mouth disappears, um, and there is a brief few moments pass. Uh, and then after another moment, a uh, Mouth appears again on the door. A servant has been summoned. One moment while they attend to your needs. Uh, what are you? <laughs> uh, if anyone would like to make an arcana check to identify what's going on here.
6: The, uh, uh, natural check. one. Was that cool not one. high enough, though? I think? Uh,
0: what's your uh, arcana? Uh, oh. On Thanks. What's
6: that? What's that number? Nat twenty. Oh, I was just curious if that, that, if the perception gave anybody anything. I uh, know. Okay.
4: You twenty for Arcana. 20 for Arcana you will buy
1: it what kind of bullshit is that? A nineteen isn't high enough. Is it like a perception of eighty-five to understand? I'm gonna throw a <laughs> dice at you. I'm throwing dice at you. Oh, he's
2: gonna
5: uh, the Tarasca yeah, after us. I'm throwing
1: another one at you. Oh!
0: Okay, um, what do we got here? Call got a 12, Varric got a 22, uh, Kim, you got a natural one. What's your bonus back count? Shoot, okay. okay. Um, so you know, uh, Derek you and Call are both, a, are. so funny when Call knows things, because he's not the most intelligent. Um, uh, <laughs> Slightly you're, above, actually. You're, you're both aware that this is um, a use of a spell known as Magic Mouth. Typically it allows uh, the caster to create sort of pre-recorded phrases and sayings that occur, um, that, and the spell sort of replays them under certain circumstances. Uh, so, for instance, if someone pushes a button, the Magic Mouth might appear and repeat what was supposed to be said. Uh, such as letting you know that an attendant is
4: being summoned for you. I relate this to the party.
5: I too relate this to the party.
4: That's so, so
1: cool.
4: So, uh,
0: to my players, y- you're exactly right. It is an automated phone <laughs> system. Please <laughs> listen to me when
2: you are
0: So, uh, a few more moments pass uh, before the door opens. You see a sharply dressed man standing before you. Uh, the man Is seems it a real
1: man? Crazy
0: guy, man, man. Sorry. The man seems perfectly normal, except for the fact that he has glowing arcane eyes, which seem to lack any true light. While well, he has no mouth, Sound um, does emit from that region. So, uh, so he does appear to be a man made of flesh, but...
1: Uh, Do his uh, eyes remind <laughs> me of my glowy eyes?
0: No. It reminds you of a Gollum's eyes.
1: Ah.
0: Yeah. Um, flesh you might, Golem. You understand that based on what you know, perhaps he is a flesh Gollum.
3: Gross. But he, I mean, oh. I
0: say flesh golem, but you, you look at him, and looking at him, he looks like, if you weren't at a Gollum factory, and he didn't have glowing arcane eyes and no mouth, you might assume he was just a guy. Um, he looks oh. If he's a golem, he is a great. I need woman. a visual. Okay. I think,
5: I I think we, I, we saw this like before. I think Dylan shared this with us.
0: This is what he looks like. Yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> you guys have, uh, most of you have. I'll leave him here very large for a bit while you enjoy his visage. Um, he is an
1: extra, extra large creature. Uh,
0: yeah. Most of you have seen him before in the chat when I created this little image here, this little miniature. I was very excited for it. I couldn't wait to show you guys um so uh so area. so uh there's an indent there's no break anyway so he he has no uh no mouth uh but sound does emit from that region Mm -hmm. hello and welcome to the wizard golem factory a wizard one-stop shop for all your arcane servant needs not a wizard no problem our payment options are flexible Need that unending help on the farm. Need security for your event. We also offer rental services. My name is Gary, Two. I press zero. How may I assist you with this fine day?
5: (laughs) Um. The question is, how may we assist you? Might have uh, something you might be interested in. His face turns to you, Cole. What do you have for us today? Um. over.
1: Hello. Um, don't listen to him. Um, <laughs> we are here because I, we have we come are across here. One of your, what I believe is your construct. And I pull out the battery and I say, um, I would I like to you. learn how to use this.
0: He looks down at the arcane battery. Yes, that does appear to be a medium-sized arcane battery. Definitely one of our own design. You said it was found with a construct. He sort of looks behind you. You have the construct with you.
1: He is nearby, yes.
0: Thank you very much. We'll have some of ours come come collect him. Please step inside. And she steps out and and ushers you into the room.
3: Poor Nordmere. He's just going to think somebody's coming to raid the poor.
1: I'm really worried Nordmir's going to try to fight them.
3: Yeah, I know. (laughs) He probably will. Like he's going to be like, oh, I'm tiny and mighty. Fuck you.
5: Oh, we're out of meeting. Dirt. Dirt.
3: <laughs> Tell you what, Dirt. I'm going to go back and warn Nordmere.
5: Okay. Uh,
0: so Aaron, uh, of all the rest of you are ushered into the room. We will go ahead and cut back to uh, Nordmere uh, while Aaron makes her way back to the cart. Nordmere, um, you are sort of sitting there with the cart. Your friends have walked away, sort of twiddling your thumbs idly, maybe reading a book if you have one.
1: Swinging your legs.
0: Clinging your yes. legs. Um, and you see uh, two um, iron men, as not iron men, but stone men uh, sort of approach you and the cart.
3: I will call out to them, halt. What are you
7: here
0: for?
3: I'm going to say, because I just approached him too. I'm like, yes. No, so Aaron, I Mary-
0: behind them is uh, Aaron sort of jogging up back to you.
3: Oh am like, Nordmere, it's okay. They're, they're just going to take the thing. It's fine. They're just going to take it? Are we giving it to them? They have to take it for some reason. I'm not totally sure what's going on yet, but they're going to take it and figure it all out. I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, so the two of them sort of go back to behind the car. They sort of, they stop briefly and inspect the area. Uh, they seem to be uh, giving some kind of thought to it. Uh, it's unclear what, before they sort of are heading to the back of it, stopping again behind your caravan, um, and then they seem to realize, okay, here is what we're looking for. And they sort of, the two of them work together to sort of lift up this large iron cobra and carry it back in, uh, heading off into the yard somewhere with it.
7: Can I follow them? Uh, certainly. Uh, I'll do it under stealth.
0: Okay. Roll me a stealth check, Erin. What would you like to do? Are you gonna try and stick with Nordby or head back to the group?
3: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna stick with Nord. Well, my point, my stealth. Yeah, my stealth is not good at all. So, so I might just stand in the courtyard for a couple minutes and just kind of watch. Kay. Nineteen.
4: Okay. Uh, so you uh, sort of stealthily. Holy oh, crap! Your stealth is high.
1: Yeah, I have three over it, so I have a plus eight. Ow! He is the sneaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real here, can
0: You see them head uh-huh. off um, and head off sort of this direction um, over here.
7: By the way, do I see that mountain of flesh that you were talking about earlier?
0: Um, <laughs> not noticed the mountain of flesh at this time. You see they sort of come over into this alcove here where they sort of drop off the um, the snake before sort of leaving it there and returning to... They sort of split off, separating from each other and, and head off, sort of doing their own duties in the yard.
7: Um, what else do I see in this alcove? Just the um,
0: Not much. I mean, there are a couple of crates of material as well. Um, some... Looks like maybe some stone, uh some old brick and clay. Uh um you see a couple of broken glass bottles. Um, like possibly this might be just discarded ref- refuse.
7: Alright, well I will continue wandering around the premises.
0: Okay. Um uh very good. So we'll come back to Nordmere then and his wandering of the premises here. Uh Aaron, you've lost sight of Nordmere and he's you're not sure where he is or what he's doing, but he hasn't come back yet.
3: I might start wandering towards where the others went, but I'm not sure that I'm going to go in just because i want to make sure that Nordmere is okay. So I'm going to kind of keep an ear out okay. for him. And I'm just going to kind of stay right here in the middle.
0: All right. Very good. So joining us back in, as all this is going on, we, we cut back to the inside of this sort of meeting room area. Um, where Gary, too, has ushered you in. And, uh, the oh, yes.
5: Meeting of the mind.
0: So the party you are ushered into what appears to be a meeting room. A long table sits with chairs on either side. The room is mostly empty, uh, except for obviously Gary, Two. There is a window looking onto the courtyard uh, and two doors leading out of the room. You see them. Uh, there is one here for the north, and another one here um, headed to the west. Um,
1: will we be speaking with
0: North?
1: Of
0: course. Of says, you will be speaking with Horth and Keith as soon as they're available. In the meantime, please enjoy this complimentary tour of our facilities as
5: he heads through the door to the west. For um, mm-hmm. all, are, are, are you not Alive or dead.
1: Casanova hits him.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: hits him. I,
1: can
0: no, I hit Casanova. You can call? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant sorry,
1: Gary too. Sorry, I'm freaking tired, y'all. <laughs> I
0: thought you said I'm I thought you meant like you're gonna hit Gary too. I'm like okay. Uh.
5: I've done nothing but fight for you guys and you hit me. You hit me. So,
0: uh... You, you ask Gary, too, if he's alive. He just sort of looks at you with these glowing, dead eyes, and he says, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I, am a, I am a construct, although not your typical construct, as I have obtained the ability of speech. It was quite the feat of mm-hmm. magic on Hork's part. However, I suppose I do not have true life, as it were. Hmm. This is interesting. I'll have to give this more thought.
5: Oh. <laughs> oh no! I just started the robot resistance. All
4: oh, made of automatons <laughs> contemplate its life. Dylan yeah, looks
1: so e- Dylan looks so emo while he's being this scary too. <laughs> he gets the
0: right voice and he's just deadpan. So he leads you just into great. this room. Really Get it,
1: deadpan. All
0: right.
6: deadpan. He's constructed from dead pans. Oh, <laughs>
4: Dead pants and clutch.
0: So uh, it leads you to the door to the west. It opens to a large packing and shipping room. uh, Sort of loading dock area, as it were. Two large carts sit in the center of the room. They are partially loaded with covered uh, and crated items. Uh, You do see that these crates appear to have sort of the same symbol that you saw on the Iron Cobra, which is that, that of... this this symbol, this sort of sigil of the Wizard's Golem Factory, sort of marking it as items uh, of their own creation.
1: Gary, what is in this room?
0: These are the loading docks where all the shipments are inspected and approved before being sent to each customer. Here at the Wizard Golem Factory, we pride ourselves in quality products which will serve for eons without concern.
1: Gary, are you happy?
0: I'm (laughs) extremely happy in my line of work. Is what my service and my purpose is.
1: Where's your family?
0: Family, an interesting concept. Again, I am a construct and lack any true family. Although I suppose you could say forth is my father, making Keith my other father. From there, he leads you uh, north up a staircase. North,
7: not north. That was north. really a missed opportunity, Kim.
4: We could have
5: asked him and, uh, about another other father. Turn the Eds around, and I say, if this is weird for you, don't worry, because this is absolutely weird for me as well. <laughs>
0: uh, so he <laughs> leaves up the staircase. Um, you see a large mechanical device glowing with arcane energy. It sort of whirs quietly, and occasionally you hear the sort of clinking and clanking sound from within it.
1: Is this where you get the, the arcane batteries?
0: This is one of the artificing tools at our disposal. Its purpose and design are confidential and proprietary information of the Wizard Golem factory. Any attempt to study or steal this knowledge will be met with harsh consequences. And this line obviously is delivered in the exact same monotone. There's no indication of gesture severity. Is a, it's simply a fact that's presented on the tour.
6: <laughs> I love it. Uh,
1: Casanova sneakily looks around.
4: Uh, I think Airden is just kind of marveling Whoa. at
6: all of the things around him.
4: He's also looking around but it's, it's very cautiously because like, everything is very new and foreign to him.
2: What
0: is it? a so.
2: Okay.
0: 30, okay. Um, so you are sort of looking around a bit and uh, Gary seems to not notice your sort of inspections at all um after a sort of moment allowing you all to sort of take in the sights as it were he sort of ushers his hands out and sort of walks forward sort of indicating trying to move along um and he sort of ushers you all further down this area more of your tour
1: guys this is cool
0: i know did you draw this dylan it's completely borrowed, and I don't know where from. Uh, so, uh, but it is very cool. Google is awesome.
1: So the word is stolen.
0: The word would be, <laughs> in fact, stolen. Uh, but thankfully, no one can see it. It's okay. I see it. And mm. So the tour continues through to another room. In this room, you see uh, one of the stone oh, men seemingly really lifting parts out of another arcane device um, and carrying them to yet another arcane device. Uh, these are these are large mechanical devices, that same sort of arcane glow to them, quiet, whirring as they as they do their business. Um, he places the parts down and closes a hatch. Uh, he completely ignores you um, as Gary leads you to an open courtyard, uh, sort of off to the west and then back down south. Let me reveal that for you. So he leads you sort of uh, over this direction here. See, sort of, this large arcane device off the side here as well, and a ramp leading up to another section of walkway. Uh, but Gary does not take you that direction. He takes you back down.
1: What's up that way?
0: That would be restricted section of the facility. It's not a part of the public tour. Should you be so lucky as to incur the favor of Forth or Keith, perhaps one day you'll get to see this area. Uh, he takes you down into an open courtyard. Uh, where you see uh, four, a set of four identical horses which sits in the courtyard. sort of
1: So they're real.
2: Uh, make a perception check. Hey, just killed a flying one of these.
4: Mm-hmm. I want to look at the, the horses as well. It's the first 19. natural thing I've seen.
1: 18.
0: 18. Uh, yeah, Varric, make a perception check. Yeah. I'll make a pre-
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that necessary. horse got you fucked up.
0: A 16. Uh, Varric, these are uh, these are beautiful horses. These are absolutely gorgeous horses, and we're so happy that there's something natural in this facility. Mm-hmm. This facility. Paul and Casanova. These appear to be f- more flesh golems shaped like horses.
2: <laughs> oh, poor they
0: are, I mean, I mean, You, you, you notice that That's they don't just, amazing. Look ident- you don't just look identical. These horses are identical, I mean, down to the pattern on their quote-unquote fur. Um, yeah, they are completely identical. well, they, well their heads are bowed down. Uh-huh. Um, well, their heads are bowed down as if they may be eating. They're not eating the grass. They're simply sitting there, almost as if they're dormant.
1: Is the grass real?
5: grass is real. It's a real courtyard.
2: The grass is also a flesh
1: golem.
5: Um, there <laughs> might be a way to bring back a pegasus friend that these guys might know.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's a little too late. (laughs) But I'm Uh, not there to say that.
5: So Gary
0: continues to lead you back down to a door, uh, a sort of open hallway um, as it leads back into the loading docks area. Um, And he leads you back into the meeting room. Uh, as, As he's leading you through the courtyard... Um, he, uh, he sort of speaks idly and says, All of our livestock is ethically sourced and cared for to their particular needs. Please follow me to the main hall where you can meet the founders and owners of the Wizard's Golem factory. Uh, So obviously you can see as you're taking this tour through that there is more to the factory, but it does appear that this is the end of the public tour. Uh, You are ushered back to the first room with the table. When you arrive, however, there are two men who were not there before. Oh. You see, sitting in a chair, uh, a younger-looking man, perhaps in his late 20s. Uh, upon closer inspection, you see he is a half-out. He has long brown hair, rather wild-looking and unkempt. Uh, his attire sort of reminds you of a blacksmith. Uh, in player terms, he looks like he might be a mechanic kind of thing um he sort of fitted shirt and trousers with like a belt of tools strapped tr- across him uh each uh across each of his shoulders uh the tools appear to be those used for like detailed engraving or carving uh, behind him stands a human man in his late 30s uh, this man has a uh, neat short hair uh, he wears a sort of gentleman's coat with tails uh, and a shirt with fitted trousers uh, as he places his hands on his hip comfortably, you notice a wand bolstered at his waist. Uh, he smiles, a welcoming grin, while the younger man sort of scowls at the table, seemingly perturbed to be away from whatever he was previously doing.
1: Uh, hello, you, you must be Holf and Keith.
0: Uh, hold on, and quick look at my notes to remind myself what I said. This guy's voice was going to be. I'm hyped. Uh, ba, 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 ba,
4: ba, ba, ba. Mm. The would be Marlon
1: Yes, I am.
4: Okay. You're right uh, ready oh, so
0: so to go Actually, this is a familiar voice. You recognize this voice as the same voice that greeted you through the magic mouth scrub.
2: Oh. Uh,
0: he says, Yes, I'm Keith. Welcome to the Wizard Golem Factory. You must be the ones who found and returned the Iron Cobra. We appreciate oh, yeah. you it. And it will be rewarded. But before that, I must ask, wherever did you come across this construct? It, it lacks our final seal of completion and so it should never have been outside of these walls.
1: Well, we were, we were traveling and it actually attacked us and I wanted to ask you if you knew who had control of this.
0: I see. Well, we will investigate our art of security. It, uh, enchanting is a delicate work and uh, the wrong move can cause... For seeing mistakes, but uh, uh unfortunately, I, I wouldn't be able to disclose who the uh, construct belongs to, as that would uh, secrecy, uh, oh, oh sorry, the secrecy is a taboo word, it, it makes it seem wrong. Um, confidentiality is prized here. Uh, some people may like to flaunt their constructs, which were more than fine with happy to be advertised for but others um, prefer security measures that others are unaware of Uh, so I couldn't tell you that but I'm sorry Uh, where are my men? is as you said I am uh, we are Keith and Horth. I am Keith Mason and this uh, (laughs) talkative fellow is my husband forth
1: hello I'm Casanova and these are some of my friends guys introduce yourselves
5: um, uh, I'm Cole! Nice to meet you! I, uh, I, I give the human, like, one of, you know, like, that, uh, and predator. I go for one of those.
0: Uh, he, he's, a, uh, looks down at your hand and he nods curtly at you. All
5: right. Uh, no handshaking. Uh, I guess I'll do the nod. I nod awkwardly. Uh, the the
7: sort he of gruff-looking as he says that
2: uh,
5: the, the gruff-looking
0: half elf sort of sits sitting sort of cross-armed at the table, just sort of nods at, at you all. Hello. Hopefully, you didn't do too much damage. Now, Horth, please. These fine adventurers were kind enough to return your mistake. You speak civilly to them. My mistake. I have all the nerve in my workshop. With a wave of his hand. He steps through a shimmering purple doorway and exits the room. <clears throat> oh, I hate it when he enchants upset. Apologies, <laughs> please, oh, please pay no mind to our little stat differences of opinion keeps our little company even keeled.
1: Oh, it happens all the time. Um, I was wondering. I am very, very interested in what you have constructed and. I was very much hoping to learn how to control one and have one with us on our journeys
0: oh you're interested in some business well i can certainly help you there now i was going to say that just for are returning the cobra and of course you're uh oh i see um that battery's busted it's it's not going to work properly I, I would be willing to pay you 100 gold for the return of the cobra and battery and uh Perhaps a replacement battery for you.
1: You mean the dangers that we went through with this cobra are worth a hundred gold to you and that is it? Surely a man in your position can do a little better, I would hope.
2: Alright, well, us the
3: station
5: check. come on. A million gold.
3: And that's why we send Casanova in, because she can bargain worth so
2: much.
1: That's a 24.
2: Oh! Well, perhaps. The Iron
0: Cobra is one of our more simple designs, as it were. It's obviously useful not to have to waste the materials. They'll have to be smelted down to become again, so there's a little extra work on our part to make use of it, as you see costs and that kind of thing. But, you know, I understand it was not supposed to be out of our walls, and it obviously presented danger to you, although you seem fine now. Here's what I'll say. I'd be willing to provide you with, say, 50 gold, a small arcane battery, and an arcane device.
1: What do you mean by an arcane device?
0: Well, it sort of looks you over, looks the party over, pauses briefly on call. What would you say to one of these? And he sort of waves his hand, and in his hand sort of appears this image of these very imposing-looking gauntlets. And these <laughs> are sort of iron gauntlets Um <laughs> are, like Oh yes, to the
2: deal. <laughs> Shut it's the fuck up, Call. The
0: infinity glow, but without these, this like the stones attached to it. Oh so just these big old mitts, and then you see sort of in uh, embedded into a, a sort of like sort of off of each one, you see these sort of uh, cables coming, a sort of wrap around to what appears to be a similar. Arcane battery to what you, what what, um, currently has, but a little bit smaller. So this is an arcane an augment of arcane strength by one of our patent pending arcane batteries?
5: It did, would depend- did you just say a gauntlet of strength?
0: Why yes, yes I did. I thought you might be <laughs> interested in
5: those, my half orc friend. They look at Casanova with, like, puppy dog eyes. This
1: this does sound promising. Um, could you possibly offer something for a young sorceress as well? Well,
0: the arcane gauntlets usually retail somewhere around a thousand gold. If you're in a thousand gold gauntlets, for 50 gold in... Cash and the battery to power the gauntlet. They're making out quite well. I mean, Only I
2: mean, on yeah, yeah.
4: Yes, persuasion. Very yeah. added them suspiciously and just basically this is how how do these things work?
1: I got a natural twenty. What is that total? Twenty right,
4: okay. Wait, yeah. Twenty okay. five. Wait, persuasion, right?
0: Persuasion. Okay. okay, um so he says, hmm,
2: well, perhaps
0: for a young sorceress like yourself, you could do something now, as I said, our construct's very impressive. perhaps I could offer you a small stone consort. I couldn't do it free of charge, obviously, but... Perhaps under an extended payment arrangement.
1: (laughs) And how much would this cost? And what does it do?
0: So he sort of um, thinks briefly and and casts a a spell, uh, sort of whispers something uh, you can't quite hear. It seems to be passing some kind of message. Um, And you see from sort of uh, the back, the side room here, back from the loading dock, this squat sort of stone man walk in. He's I mean he is he looks like uh, about as big as Nordmir, but just stockier. So just like
1: Call but Nordmir.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's calls frame, but in Nordmir's size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this very short, stocky stone man walks in. Our stone consorts are helpers. They're capable of Carrying out simple commands. Uh, sturdy and made of stone. It usually retails somewhere around 5,000 gold. But uh, we would extend that payment out and add a thousand gold discount. 4,000 gold paid under magical contract.
1: Casanova thinks, and she's not very certain what a tiny call would benefit her. It'd just be more to lug. Um, So she just looks at him and she says, I was actually wondering if I could tour the rest of your factory.
0: We could certainly, and before he finishes his sentence, you hear a yell from further north. And a familiar purple doorway appears and forth steps through, um, sort of touching onto a now bloody arm. Oh my God. He looks over not at cute. Keith and he says, you move my flesh mound? You know I don't go in the workshop. I handle finishing touches. Someone moved my flesh mound and put it too close to the arcane batteries. It's managed to swallow them and is charged without purpose. It re- it'll wreck everything if we don't stop it. Uh, he looks to the you all and says, black. you lot seem adept at handling this sort of thing deactivate it for us do it without harm to the batteries and i'll up whatever he's promised as a reward for the snake
1: how how do we best not harm these batteries
0: Aim for the flesh
1: okay could you send us through your your magic portal
0: no, I, i'm tapped out of that right now quickest way is going to be through that door head around to the north of do the fact through the fields
1: fantastic um could we have those gauntlets for this in case we need it, sir?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I I, don't know if I'm feeling strong enough, you know. or I might need the extra juice, you know, for, for, for this. So, uh, uh, please. <laughs> Keith, uh, Keith
0: sort, of, sort of smiles and says, I'd love to, unfortunately, magic items that require being attuned to them, they'd be of little use in sort of with circumstance.
1: I oh. understand. Um, could you get our other members, I, I believe they're in the courtyard or somewhere nearby, would you mind just letting them know where we're going?
5: Oh yeah, hold um, on. Uh, I'll, I'll do
0: my best. I'll send word to the factory. Um, but unfortunately, I've never met your companions. I, I, I won't be able to communicate with them quickly. Um,
1: I don't want to, to waste time. We, we will make haste. All right. Casanova heads up and is ready to go kill flesh thingies.
0: So he did tell you that the quickest way would be actually to go through the front door. Around through the fields.
1: I do that.
5: Aaron, we got a job!
0: Oh, so as we, we all step out, you see... Um, before we get to that, we're actually going to jump over to Nordmere. Nordmere, you've been wandering through the fields uh, sort of stealthily, uh, oh, making shit. your rounds. Um, and you have found I'm going to sort of reveal to you uh, more of the map here as you sort of continue to round the fields. Um see here... Is there
4: any way to make these things smaller?
0: More things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go into the settings with the cog on the right. Um, let's go down just go around. Is the the um, avatars? One of you no um, right mm. um, scroll down. One of the settings for like avatars should be like name only. Uh, okay. Um. So Nordmir. Yeah. You see that. You see all of this here. Um. So you see sort of these stone men walking around carrying items, coal. Um stone clay um as you sort of get further to the back here you do notice um a large pile of rotting flesh
7: that is horrific looking um
0: it is uh,
7: oh Ew. Yeah. can i tell if it's Be real flesh? uh
0: yeah i mean from what you can tell are those skulls you can tell it is real flesh. Uh, it I mean—it appears as, as real as any kind of flesh could be. Um, so, can I tell the
7: difference <laughs> between Golem
1: flesh and actual flesh? Uh, okay. that is, that's
0: is—that's going to be what your arcana
5: check is telling you right now.
1: This is making me nauseous. Why is this so gross?
4: Where's um,
5: the teeth? Um, well, there's plenty of teeth for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh call <laughs> I'm a simple.
1: guys i'm hyped Sadly, at the I things really that are coming
5: i am hyped i want oh, those
7: i cannot tell the difference I yeah really i mean do. as
5: far
0: as you know <laughs> this is a, a Sorry, of Excellent. it's just it a mound of flesh it is disgusting um and you're not a fan um, but as you sort of continue around, the, the path is sort of smaller at the back there. You, as being a small creature, you see, you feel like you could squeeze through and sort of travel around the backside of, of the building. Um, and as you do, you sort of come over to this area here of, of the, uh, the facility.
4: Um, There's another of rotting flesh.
0: Uh, you do come upon another there i mean th- th- these are uh, these are sort um, of depictions so that you know point. these are sort of depictions so that you know, but there are there's more than these piles that you see in the yard um, mm-hmm. but as you're sort of rounding around this this far uh section here of uh, the building, you um hear this sort of um guttural sort of moans, this is... Rrr, rrr. And you stand. You do happen to be standing next to a window. In fact, here, and as you look in, you hear you hear this guttural ro- mo- moan and then sort of the crashing of glass. And you look into this room here and see what appears to be um, uh, a sort of shambling semblance of a man. Um, I will make it larger so you can see you see this sort of shambling semblance of a man um, with uh, these sort of glowing orbs sticking out of him in various places. Uh, You see this sort of two sort of fist-sized orbs, one in his chest and one in his stomach, and on his back, you see this larger orb sticking Mm -hmm. in, and he's just sort of shambling. You see um, what appears to be um, a half-elf with sort of shaggy brown hair, um, sort of look surprised as this thing swings a meaty hand at it and sort of claw at his arm before he sort of waves a hand and steps through the shimmering purple portal. Oh, shit. Um, as Claire player knowledge, you know, he's seeing Horth. Yeah. Teleport um, out of the room. This, this is mere uh, moments before we were told about what happened. Yes, yeah, so um, Nordmir, you see this sort of.
1: Oh, I definitely no. thought that that thing went through the portal.
2: No, 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 no. no.
0: saw so Horth wave his hand and step through the portal before he appears in your room. Uh, so, Nordmir, you see this sort of shambling man who's just, atta- who's just attacked some, some other person in this room. So, what would you do?
7: Well, I will try and sneak up on it and maybe ho- hopefully cut its head off.
1: Um, I really sure. hope you don't die.
7: We're going to go ahead and call the session there.
1: Oh, my
2: God. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my
0: God. I'm not going
1: to lie. This is terrible. I'm not going to sleep tonight, and I may puke. That is such a terrible place to end it.
7: I love it. Does he live or does he die? We are on sort
0: of combat now, which is it would take a long time. So and we're already, it's already midnight. So, night.
5: of a
1: bitch,
0: Jeff um but yeah so uh, we level
1: up after this <laughs> I
0: hope so. yeah, I said, well uh, if you guys are able to do well you have some interesting stuff to look forward to 50 gold the small arcane battery uh call and drool over the gauntlets of arcane strength
1: um and homeboy said he was doubling it so he
0: said he would up it so there may be something more in it.
1: Guys, I'm hyped. I'm going to get something out of this. Specifically,
5: <clears throat> what were the instructions? I I, I I was kind of... Don't
6: harm the, destroy the golem, but don't destroy the batteries.
5: Okay, yes. I can I can destroy the golem. Oh my god, Nordmere. Yeah.
7: yeah, sure he can.
1: Sure he can as he smashes three batteries in one go. Guys, my concern is Nordmere knew to kill the battery before.
0: This is true. The last construct you fought... Um, you had difficulty harming it. Now, I will advise you, uh, obviously food for thought through the next couple of weeks, um, you guys were aware enough to know that the issue you were having with harming the Iron Cobra was that you did not have magical weapons. Nordmir does currently have a magical short sword now. So he may have better luck. But my, oh my bow is
2: considered magical?
0: Your bow is considered magical
5: do radiant damage, so that's probably all. I'm not going to be the damage. Uh, oh oh man, I, 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 this is You don't. You yeah, have no what did you do to, you to me? I'm not going to be able to <laughs> think straight for the next two weeks.
3: True story.
0: I'm sorry, guys. I, it, I was, I didn't know if we'd get to the fight or not. Uh, but, you know.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: this is really good.
3: Yeah, yeah right. What's what's
2: that?
3: Another session tomorrow afternoon, right?
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness! Um, Robert, um,
1: I am a thousand percent down to do tomorrow during Giselle's nap. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Well, I mean, my wife says it's okay, so it's. uh, I guess, Robert, what's your plans look like tomorrow?
2: (laughs)
6: Oh, I definitely can't tomorrow, man. But um, that's, uh,
5: that's completely yeah. fine.
6: But yeah. uh, but this was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that you guys let me join in on this because I'm super stoked.
5: Yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, knows Robert, you might be the replacement of Jeff, depending on what happens. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> About
7: to
5: yeah. Oh, man. I don't hello, I'm yeah. just
4: gonna love
7: if I end up chopping his head off and you just guys barge in and like, Oh my God, and it's dead. oh my <laughs> gosh,
2: so
0: mm. just just because i I love to torment you. can
1: you reach his head?
7: <laughs> well,
1: I'm sure yeah,
0: he's so. a large he's a fairly tall creature. um, but just because I, I love to torment you Paul um let me let me sort of read you the description of these gauntlets. Um, you are so um, cool. Just something to look forward to as you, as, as you move forward. So these are a, a wondrous item, uh, a rare item uh, that requires attunement. Okay. These gauntlets bear the arcane markings of the learned wizard. Crafted out of the need to haul large reagents and arcane machines, these gauntlets bestow an unnatural strength on the bearer. When attuned and powered by an arcane battery, these gauntlets make the wearer's strength Twenty. Oh my God. <laughs> no, like, like your strength score is twenty. Oh, like crazy. your
2: strength score.
0: So
5: you. At eighteen, twenty.
2: <gasps>
0: oh. Yeah, uh, it, becomes, it becomes twenty. Like if he has an eighteen, it becomes twenty. Um. Then these wouldn't do anything. Well, you can't out it naturally. Absolutely. So, furthermore, by expending a charge uh, from the arcane battery. Which, as we as we get into arcane devices, I'll explain more how arcane batteries work. Now that you'll have a working one, um, by expending a charge as a bonus action, the gloves can temporarily increase your strength to twenty six.
2: Oh!
0: End of your next turn.
1: Jeff, oh. maybe Casanova should pass on these.
5: If you if you <laughs> screw this up for me, Jeff.
1: <laughs> uh, but okay. So, I think, I think that regardless, we're getting that for the construct.
0: Uh, so, by expending an additional charge uh, on, on the next hair? turn, yeah, there's more. Uh, <laughs> by expending an additional charge, the wearer can extend the effects for an additional round. If the wearer, now there are obviously some drawbacks, it's technology. If the wearer extends the effects for three rounds, must make a constitution saving throw the DC of 22. On a failed save, the gauntlets malfunction and sap the wearer's energy. The wearer loses the strength benefits of the gauntlets for 24 hours and suffers 1d3 levels of exhaustion as they try to recover from the loss of strength.
5: Oh. Uh, if I keep it up a certain amount of
4: rounds. Yeah, so... if, you, if you sort of just
0: sort of keep pumping that arcane strength into you, it, it might not go so well.
4: Like it might. A, it might
0: not. I mean, you just have to make the make the saving throw, and you can keep going.
1: Yeah. Just remember your exhaustion checks, man.
5: Yeah, uh, I mean, I even I'm even proficient in Constitution saving throws, and I <laughs> I basically got the the black <laughs> lung, you know, during that 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 collapsing fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Dylan
1: told me he wanted to exhaust us all. <laughs> was, I really
0: wanted to get you all with that stuff, but you must you were all really well. Or at least good enough.
1: I never got exhausted.
5: How did you do this to me, Dylan?
0: These are an item that I created myself, so I'm I'm excited to give them to you. Uh,
5: but we gotta we gotta, we gotta it's flesh column.
0: At flesh Golem first.
5: And if it kills Nordmare.
0: Uh, and to definitely... be to be quite honest, um, this two weeks is useful for me too, because I do have to think of what I'm going to give you guys in addition. <laughs> um Casanova rolled really well on her persuasion checks, so she was kind of already at the top tier of rewards. Um peak behind the screen. It was basically whatever tier Casanova could get. Once the iron, once the flesh Golem shows up, you get the next level up. Casanova oh, yes, already peaked, you guys, so I have to find another level to include.
4: Uh, but yeah, Casanova finally getting a bag of holding. Uh, possibly, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? There are. I feel levels. like
1: it would be a bag of devouring from here. Why?
5: You guys are just wizards.
0: Just-
1: Listen.
5: Uh, uh, Wait, let's. let's-
0: Harry oh, 2 is also a flesh golem.
2: Uh, yeah,
5: they just hang up on the call and all, will take out the headphones. Yep. Um, so Jeff is probably going to have to fight that golem like, for a good solid three or four <laughs> rounds before anyone
4: gets to him. No, not too far away. i rip Pretty far, we only move two spaces at a time. Let's see here. You guys are only 85, 90 feet away.
2: You guys are only a
4: yeah, but he's gonna go up and stab it in the back and try <laughs> to cut off the head. He's gonna get yeah. smooshed by the time we get there. I can
6: get there in a round.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I
5: I know what I'm going to be dreaming of tonight. Big <laughs> ol' robot hands.
4: I'm ah. going to dream of flesh golems. <laughs>
2: Ew.
0: Yeah. Awesome job today, guys. I was, uh, yeah, so awesome job.
4: I just have a question. Was it at all possible for us to save that you know, Pegasus? Uh, no. It was
0: not he was I mean, like 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 I explained to Aaron when she was when I was telling her about the madness. Um sort of between Casanova's knowledge of how far gone the Pegasus was and Aaron's knowledge of curing madness, none of you guys have the magics capable of curing that that level of madness.
6: I I I I had fun though.
5: yeah
6: I wow. thought oh, it was a lot of fun the idea of like trying to deal with it in a way that didn't involve like active hobo murdering. Uh, that was so I was, that was trying so hard, guys. Uh,
5: uh, that, was so, honest, that
2: was so
5: fun. I was very reserved. <laughs> I For <didn't, I> <laughs> one moment. Uh, no, I I was like, you know what?
2: <laughs> this thing's that's- <laughs> <laughs> that was <a> <laughs> it
6: was a lot of fun, though. So, I'm going to get
0: go One final reward is a, a, a bag of holding containing a wand of Dimension Door.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's too much to ask. Really. I mean, you have a similar I mean, thing
0: already with Misty's stuff. Mm, uh, you, co- you are correct. You that. But yeah, I w- I'm so happy you guys got to
4: meet Gary finally. It did. I mean, I Gary really was, this, us in this fight, uh,
5: and I'm pretty sure that I like got him started on like rebelling against his masters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am
5: I, I alive? I mean, Gary is an
0: interesting um, golem. Is, Gary, Gary, as
2: Gary, I said, Gary. you
6: know, Gary the gollum. No. Yeah. All right. Oh well. Good, good game. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, and I will talk My to you guys uh, in the chat later. Yeah, um, Robert, it's been a pleasure. It's been so fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to more games.
2: nice
1: to you, Hopefully,
5: all the cool stuff we're gonna
2: get
6: possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, Well, y'all have a good night? Uh, we will talk to you guys in in Thanks the. Uh, Robert. Alrighty, uh,
2: bye, Robert.
7: Hey.
6: that was fun
0: alright everybody a well, good game tonight for more fun and games follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash game night or follow us on instagram and
3: twitter at game night want more adventures without the ads follow us at patreon.com slash game kim and dill